My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today and we have a lovely guest coming on. The guest I'm bringing on, Leslie Batson. She's the founder of Rebel Rebel Rock Wealth and she's also the host of her show, Rebel Rock Money Talk podcast. So you guys, Leslie educates professionals, investors, and small business owners about how they can truly take control of their finances and grow even beyond Wall Street. So welcome to the show, Leslie. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on today. Of course. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And Leslie, I know I kept it quite brief with introducing you, um, but I just want to give you a little bit of time here to take us a little through your journey as to where, how you got to where you are today before we dive into any of our topics. Sure, of course, of course. Well, as you mentioned, I founded Rebel Rock Wealth um, a few years back. And why I did that, what sparked all of that was really my frustration (laughs) with trying to find a good, what I thought was a good um, financial advisor. Um, So I worked in IT. I worked, I had a career in IT for 20 years, worked in IT consulting. Um, So I, you know, I was, I guess, you, you know, I was a six figure earner. Um, and I really just wanted to get control of my finances. And so I went online and was looking up, you know, what probably most people do, right? We look on different blogs, we, we go to like, you know, CNBC or whatever, and we're just trying to get like help with personal finance. And so I kind of felt like everything I was reading was kind of the same. Um, and I thought, you know what, let's just, let me just find a professional, right? Let's just find a paid professional, someone who's licensed and does this all the time. And so I went and I researched and I said, okay, I definitely want to find a, you know, a flat fee type of advisor. I don't want to pay someone, you know, assets under management. So I found someone, I met with them, paid like $2,000. And you know what, Brent? They basically told me the same stuff that I found online. And so I thought, you know what, (laughs) this is really just not what I want to do. And, And essentially a lot of it was like, give me all your money. Let's put all of it in the market. We'll put it in different buckets, you know, 401k, whatever, whatever. But it was basically all the same thing. And I'm like, no, nope, this, this is not what I want to do. I had a previous experience doing real estate investing, and I wanted to work with someone who understood that. I didn't want to just be, you know, put all my money in the market. So I started to, I said, you know, what? I'm just going to go back to real estate investing. So I did that. And I started listening to podcasts. And I started um, hearing like podcasts specifically related to real estate investing. And they started to talk about these different strategies that they were using. I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. This is like aligning with my values. Um, And so long story short, I kind of went down the rabbit hole, (laughs) kind of got a little bit obsessed about it. And I thought, okay, this is the kind of information people need to know. I need to start to implement this to make sure that I know that it works and that I can share it with others. And that's really what I've been doing. So I started Rebel Rock Wealth um, to really help people understand how money really works, right? So that when people are telling you to do X, does X really make sense for you? If it does, great. But if it doesn't, here are some other options that you can consider. And that's what I do at Rebel Rock Wealth. It's kind of educate and then help people put strategies together and implement them for, for the long term, right? Sustainable wealth, not just sort of gimmicky, um, you know, temporary or pseudo wealth. Because a lot of us are doing things that we, we think it's going to help us in the long run. And it certainly might help Wall Street, definitely might help the IRS, but doesn't help us as much as it helps them. 
I love what you're doing. And I mean, you're, you're helping people with what aligns for them as well and what they're really wanting. You know, it's hard when you go to someone and it's just not aligning, but you're dumping a bunch of money for them to help you for something that's not what, what you're looking for. That's huge. So amazing. So, you know what, I think we should dive into, and I know that you would have the answers behind this. So if you could add a lot of value behind the topic, what your financial advisor didn't tell you, because I know that's your, um, that's your area of expertise. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to dive in right there. Yes. Yes. I do a talk about what your financial advisor won't tell you or doesn't tell you. Um, and it's kind of what I touched on just now. So oftentimes we are told like maybe sometimes even before we graduate, right? Once you graduate college, you're told, get a good job, you know, contribute to your 401k, max it out if you can and, you know, work hard. And by the time you, you know, retire at at 65, which, you know, that's a whole arbitrary number, but by the time you retire at 65, you'll have this huge nest egg and, you know, that'll support you through retirement years. Um, That's just one of those things. And so, I used to think about like, why is there such a push <laughs> to put our money in this? And why is there a limit? Like, why is, if, if it's such a great tool, why do they limit how much we can put into it each year? You have the same limit, whether you make $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year, everyone has the same contribution limits. That doesn't even, to me, it didn't make sense. So I used to think, okay, let me make sure I understand how the 401k works. And I think really why so many of us are drawn to it is because we're told about how you know, basically you can put, make contributions into this, you know, retirement plan 401k or 403b and make pre-tax contributions and you won't have to pay taxes today. Yes, we get to save on taxes today. Great. But no one, and, and you can get free money from your employer with a matching gift, right? But no one ever explains that that might be how the accumulation phase works. But when it comes time to distribution, so when you actually need to access that money, no one ever explains that the, the money that you've contributed, the money that your employer has com- contributed, all goes into the same pot. And so that's all growing at the same rate. Now, hopefully, because of market volatility, hopefully, you know, it has grown over that, you know, 20, 30 years. And it, when it has, you have to now pay taxes on it when you pull it out. So the amount of money that you would have deferred or like paid in taxes along the way each year is now probably 10x what you would pay, you know, 30, 40 years from now because that money has grown. And so we're completely oblivious to that fact unless you actually sit with someone, you know, like myself or a calculator or something like that, that actually helps you understand how much more you're going to pay in taxes later. So not to say that you're not going to have more money because you certainly, hopefully, like I said, as long as the market performs, you're going to have more money but you're going to have a lot less money than you anticipated. So that statement that you're getting every quarter, every year, make sure that you're only planning to have maybe a third of it. And if you live in a state like California or New York or something like that, maybe you only get half of it, right? And let's not think about, you know, inflation. So $100,000 today is not going to buy you, you know, what, sorry, $100,000 20, 30 years from now is not going to buy you what $100,000 could buy you today. So if you think you have all this money and you actually have less and then your buying power is even less, you know, how effective was it for you to have put all your faith and trust in this one retirement vehicle? You really probably should be thinking about other ways to, you know, to grow your wealth along the way. And a lot of financial advisors love to push it because of course they make money on it, right? They make a percentage of whatever money you have put away into those plans. 
Um, so anyway, that's just one of those, one of those little things that most of us don't understand because it's not explained to us. Typically only the defer your taxes for today and get that free employer match. That's what's kind of portrayed to us. And it's not necessarily, you know, how it, how it works. Thank you for sharing that, Leslie. Now, what would you suggest would be another avenue to go? And if you, do, if obviously that could make you a lot more money and you're not paying all this crazy amount of taxes because yeah, 20, 30 years from now, how much buying power are you going to have then with that amount of money? Yeah. I mean, look at today, we're looking at inflation rates of, you know, like seven, six, seven, eight, nine. We don't really know, depending on the category that you look at. Right. Um, so you have to try to think of, there are three different tax buckets, right? You want to make sure that you do have some money in that kind of tax deferred bucket where you don't have to pay taxes until later. Okay, but a 401k or a SEP for, you know, if you're a business owner, you may have been told that you should get a, a SEP, which is sort of like a, kind of like a 401k for a, you know, a solo um, business owner. Um, then you might've been told to get that type of vehicle. Um, but there are other vehicles that you can use that also give you tax deferred dollars. So you want to have some, but you don't necessarily want to put them all in that type of vehicle because it's very expensive. You also want to have taxable. So maybe like a brokerage account, something where it's only going to be subject to capital gains. And sorry, let me back up. The reason why with those, uh, you know, um, like a 401k or where you have tax deferred dollars in those types of accounts is because when you do pay taxes, you're going to pay taxes based on your ordinary income tax rate. So that's usually the highest rate possible of all the different tax brackets that you could be in. So you don't want to have to pay the highest tax rates at a time when you really need to have the most money because you don't have other money coming in potentially. In a taxable account, that's when you can potentially earn capital gains or only have to pay capital gains taxes. So you're only going to have to pay 15 or 20%, you know, depending on what your income is. So you want to have monies there. Of course, if you're a business owner, that's even better because that's where you really have the most advantages from a tax perspective when you're a business owner. But then you also want to have tax-free money. So it could be, say, a Roth account um, or some other type of account where you can access money income tax-free. And so you want to make sure that you have money in these different buckets so that when it does come time to taking distributions or taking withdrawals from your different accounts, that you're paying the least amount of tax possible. And usually you need to have a combination of these different types of funds to do that. Um, one, one vehicle that many people don't always understand the various tax benefits uh, is whole life insurance. So whole life insurance is something that you can do along with, like if you you know, still want to contribute to your, your company 401k or open one for your business, I highly recommend just doing Roth contributions because the monies that you do put into your um, whole life insurance policy will grow tax deferred. So you have the ability to take out tax-free dollars up to what you've paid into it. So up to the cost basis, but then you also have that access to those tax deferred dollars um, for that. When we talk about the you know, the three different tax buckets that you want to think about. So that's just one option, but certainly there's other different things like real estate investing, different vehicles um, of real estate, like different types of real estate investing. Those offer huge tax benefits and cash flow. Um, the thing that I think we really need to, to be more mindful of is there's such a push to think about your net worth, your net worth, your assets minus liabilities. And that not to say that that's not important, but when push comes to shove, when you're 70 years old and going to buy groceries, you're not going to be able to pull out a brick from one of your rental properties and pay, take that to the store to pay for your groceries. Cash flow is really what matters. And so you want to make sure that you have strategies set up so that 
you're very much more focused on cash flow and how much money you have available to use month to month um, versus just what you've been able to acquire, um, you know, in, in a balance sheet or, you know, net worth statement, because um, having the actual money to do things is going to be much more important for you, not just now, but also in the future. Absolutely. That's huge. Thank you for sharing. Leslie, let's talk about Rewirement 87. How is that the new 65? Yes. Okay. So if we think about this arbitrary age of 65, for most of us, that's the only age we've ever thought about. And quite frankly, retirement is sort of a new concept, right? If we think back like a hundred years, people worked a lot. People, a lot of people worked in the agricultural field, but as the city started to grow, we had the whole industrial, you know, uh, growth. But there was no like, okay, I'm going to retire at this age. People worked until they couldn't work anymore, right? And we think about the time in the early 1900s, typically people weren't living much longer beyond age 65, or they weren't able to really work beyond age 65. So companies, you know, they said, okay, we are going to set an age of 65 and we're going to, you know, potentially put in place some type of pension or something like that. But just focusing on the age, because people tended to, um, you know, not live too much long beyond age 65, we had sort of this age 65 set. And that was over hundred years ago. We think of how, you know, medicine has, you know, um, improved and uh, improved our, our health. We are living longer, right? It's not unusual for people to live to be a hundred years old now. Okay. So if we think about at age 65, people a hundred years ago, people weren't living too much further beyond that. It made sense to maybe stop working at that point and, and live out, you know, the last few years uh, fine. But today, age 65, it is very, very rare that people don't live beyond age 65. So now we have people in this mindset of, okay, I'm going to start working at, let's say, age 22, 23. I'm going to work for 40 years but they may live another 40 years. <laughs> and if they haven't worked or again, put in place some kind of strategy that's more focused on cash flow, so they can actually have money to spend during those years, they might be in trouble. We, we look at the age 87 to be comparable to what 65 was, you know, hundred plus years ago. So it's not unusual for, you know, a lot of people to live to be age 87 or even 95 and beyond, right? So we think about perhaps we should start thinking about working and maybe you don't want to work to 87. Maybe you want to, you know, think about age 70 or 75 if you have not put in place different strategies to make sure that your money can stretch and last you to age 95 or even 100. The, the thing about living longer, uh, many of us are living longer, but it also has caused in some cases that, you know, we need some like long-term care right? Because our quality of health in those last few years isn't necessarily what it was in the previous, you know, 80 or 90. So the cost of long-term care or having to stay in a nursing home or having a nurse come to your home, I mean, that cost today is already pretty high. If we think about inflation, you know, again, what is that going to be 30, 40, 50 years from now when you are in that position? Are you going to have the assets or the cash flow to be able to cover that kind of expense? So we need to kind of have a mindset of um, maybe we aren't, we aren't doing the same job, you know, after age 65, but we certainly should still be thinking about how do we still have some income coming in so that we can afford our cash flow, uh, our, our lifestyle down the road. And also, I think that working is, is good for your mind, you know, still having something to look forward to doing, people that you can socialize with, having some kind of purpose and something that you have, you know, look forward to doing each day. 
those are all skills that will help, you know, with your longevity and improving your health. So rewirement means let's rewire our thinking around the term retirement and the concept of retirement. Maybe we transition to do something different. Maybe something we transition to something we have much more passion doing, or maybe we've taken those, those years of active working to set up, you know, cash flowing assets so that that can um, replace our income and make sure that we still have cash flow coming in. So there's lots of different ways to think of it, but we should rewire our thinking around retirement and certainly rewire our thinking around retiring at age 65. 100%. Now, with the clients you work with today, how do you go about rewiring their thinking about retirement or, you know, the planning of the future in regards to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think number one, it's about asking people, how do they define wealth, right? Wealth can sometimes be like a supercharged word, but I think that wealth is about creating the ultimate freedom. It means that you have the ability to choose to do whatever it is you want to do. So how do we help you get set up to do that? So with Rebel Rock, uh, I have a coaching uh, program. So with Rebel Rock Coaching, we kind of walk through that. What what do, what are sort of some milestones? What are some things we want to accomplish over the next 12 months, five years, 10 years, you know, 25 years? What are the things that we want to, to accomplish? And so how do we start to set things up for you financially? Look at your overall financial portfolio. Um, it's not just about investments. I know very people are very focused on investing. That is just one portion. That's just one part of your overall um, financial picture. Um, but let's look at all the different pieces of your financial picture because they all have to work together to help you get to those goals. So through the coaching program, um, I work with different clients, whether they're business owners or real estate investors or you know just um, you know W two employees. We, I help them put together something that makes sense for them, feels very doable, um, and we try to automate as much of it as we can, but it's also very customized. It depends on what they want to do. Not everybody wants to do real estate investing. Some people are fine investing in the market. So let's make sure that we're putting together something that aligns with your values, what you want to do, but I'm just kind of educating you along the way so that we can help you achieve your goal you know, in, in the best way. Love this. This is amazing. So Leslie, I know our episodes are quite short, but we have a little bit of time left. And I thought that would be the perfect time to talk about your podcast. Now, the uh, Rebel Rock Money Talk, what were the intentions behind it? And where is it at today? Yes. So, so I have that podcast, Rebel Rock Money Talk. Now I have had it on pause for a little while, but I do intend to get it started back up again, because um, I had an event in March, like my first in-person event. And this one was actually just for women. It was like a, um, you know, wealth building learning opportunity or learning experience, I should say. And I got such great feedback and people were like, we need more, we need more, we need more. And of course that was a paid event, but I thought, okay, I really need to start sharing more of this information. So I am going to restart the podcast, um, but I am probably going to do that in conjunction with some monthly um, uh, like online type of training, like Zoom type of training, because um, there's a lot of things I can share verbally, but sometimes people need to see the numbers or see how I, you know, how do I get to these conclusions? So I'm going to do a mixture of that. But Rebel Rock Money Talk was started just because I feel like not enough of us talk about money. Um, there's certainly now, certainly from the time when I started um, Rebel Rock Wealth, there's definitely a lot more podcasts out there where people are talking about like personal finance or different investment strategies, that type of thing. So thankfully, there are much more resources out there. 
But um, the focus of Rebel Rock Money Talk is helping people, you know, kind of, like I said, understand some of these fundamentals. It doesn't really matter how you plan to invest or, you know, what your philosophy is. There are some fundamentals that we need to unlearn <laughs> um, that we've kind of been conditioned to a certain understanding, whether it was through, you know, marketing or advertising, which many of us take as financial advice. We don't realize that it's really just marketing. Um, so it's really helping to kind of ground people on some of the fundamentals so that, you know, like I said, when they do make a financial decision, whether they work with me or not, they have this education and they can use some discernment when they're approached with an opportunity or they're, you know, looking again, having their meeting with their next, the next meeting with their financial advisor. And they're like, Hmm, you know what, now that I'm taking a look at this, this doesn't make sense to me. Or can we discuss this, you know, that type of thing, because they're going to feel much more empowered and confident. Right. So hopefully what they learn from the podcast and, you know, from anything that I share from the various uh, platforms, it's going to help improve, um, you know, their, their, their money aptitude, <laughs> their money intelligence. Absolutely. And it will. And it's so cool because podcasts are global. You're helping people from all over, right? So yes, absolutely. So Leslie, let's talk a little bit about how it ties into your business further. Does it down the road, come to you and be like, you know what? I've been listening to your podcast and I think I'm, I need to work with you. Yes. yes <laughs> Tell me exactly. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I haven't even posted any new episodes in a while, but you know, that's the beauty of, of podcasts, right? That's like the content's yeah. out there and I don't evergreen. know if it's, uh, it's evergreen. So it's like, I don't yeah. know if it's just a, a Google search or what it is, but pe certainly people do find me and say, you know what? I heard you say something and I really haven't heard anyone else say that before. I haven't heard someone explain that way, uh, exp explain that to me before that way. I feel like I could really work with you. And so they set up time because all, all you have to do is go to my website and, you know, book a, a free discovery call. It's like 15 minutes, but it helps yeah. me understand what you're looking to do. You can get a sense of what I do, what I offer, and we can see if we can work well together. But that's the beauty of podcasts. And they also will find, and I don't have a lot either on my YouTube channel, but again, probably through Google, you know, people find their way on um, you know, onto my YouTube channel where I have a few videos and they say that makes sense. And again, I think because sometimes they can see um, with some software how I can work out and help them get to a solution. They're like, ah, I want to work with her. So podcasting has been great. Um, and also I speak on a lot of other podcasts. Um, so that that helps um, to other one. people who have larger communities. Um, so it's it's been great. I mean, I have to say I've been very fortunate Um that I, I really don't do any advertising or anything like that. I mean, 95% of my business comes from um, either my podcast or me speaking on other podcasts or referrals. So that I feel very amazing. fortunate. Yes, I feel very fortunate for that. Absolutely. And I mean, as a business owner, I honestly think most, if not all business owners should just get a podcast for that reason alone, right? Um, yep. It's incredible. And also- people know, like, and trust you then like they get to know you even before starting working with you. Right. Exactly. Really they know get a your feel voice. Like yes, yes, exactly. They know your voice. They know your, again, your values. Yeah. Um, they know, um, and, and you provided this for free, you know, you provided it for free. So they know, you know, kind of what they're getting into. So usually right. why, when they contact me, there's not a whole lot of surprise, right? Because They've heard my philosophy. They know what I focus on. And they're like, yep, that's what I want. So it's kind of like a, a soft sell, <laughs> right? Because- Which is amazing. I, I mean, they you probably are- Exactly. You're attracting, you're attracting action takers that know what it's about, 
what you're yeah. all about. And if it aligns with them, then they're getting on that discovery call. Right. So exactly. Amazing. Exactly. I yeah. love to hear it. So yeah. Leslie, I just wanted to see what your biggest focus is in the next six to eight months from now, um, within the business or within the podcast, whatever it is, I just want to give you the last couple of minutes to talk about that and any other bits and pieces that we might've uh, missed earlier. If you want to mention it as well and the best way to reach out to you, if anyone's yes, looking absolutely. to connect. Yes. Well, uh, business has been great. My focus for the rest of this year is really continuing to build my team. Um, it was just me for a while, but, um, you know, I've definitely had to bring some folks on, um, to help out. Um, and I think it's good to diversify, right? There's different people who have different, mm-hmm. they've experienced in different fields. So when people come to me, if they, uh, you know, have that same experience, it, it's, you know, maybe a better fit. Um, I, cause I work with clients all over the country. I do everything on zoom, um, and, you know, electronically. So, I can be anywhere and still help people and answer them to my clients. So really that's the focus for 2023 um, for the rest of this year is really to grow, um, uh, to do more speaking and grow my team so that there's more people to help out. Um, and if anyone is interested interested in, in uh, learning more about myself, you can just go to my, my website, rebelrockwealth.com. You'll see a button there where you can book some time. You can certainly look for me on LinkedIn, follow me there. Um, on Instagram. Um, and of course, Rebel Rock Money Talk. Like I said, I will definitely get that started up again. And also this year, I'll be launching sort of a membership. I mean, it'll be free, but it'll be sort of a membership on the website where you'll be able to get more of the deep dive. So the podcast might be great. You can cover things at a high level, but if you want a more deep, deep dive into certain topics, that's where certain members will be able to to hop on and we'll do, um, I'll do live like monthly type of teachings, but of course they'll have access to the recording. So I think that's a great way for people who like to learn on their own. They don't necessarily, um, you know, they're busy. A lot of the people I work with are very busy, doctors, lawyers, whatever. They've got, you know, very set schedule. This is something they can kind of do on their own time um, and share either with business partners or whatever. So those are some of the things that we have, you know, in the works for this year. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Leslie. And I appreciate you taking the time of your day to come share all this value with myself and my audience. I really enjoyed it and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brittany. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Leslie Batson did today to talk about what's going on in the business, talk about the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition 
without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.